The marching arts are all about the performers, their passion, their dedication, and their artistry. I'm Steve McCarrick, and on this episode of On a Water Break, I'm excited to speak with Abel Trujillo, a snare drummer performing this winter with one of the most artistic percussion ensembles in the world, Broken City. Abel, welcome to the show. Hey, man, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Been excited to talk to more folks from California, being that I'm an East Coast guy myself. Uh, but the way we kick these off every week, we start with something called your life story in 32 counts. Uh, just gives a quick little bit of time to run through and tell us where you've marched, where you're marching, and and anything else you've been up to. You ready to give it a go? Yeah, they do it. All right. Yeah, so basically a quick little background is um, I'm from a city out here in uh, Southern California called San Bernardino um, in the region of the Inland Empire. Uh, I've been doing the drumline. I started in middle school in seventh grade and then up now into my second year of Broken City. Um, I just got contracted for uh, for Crown, so pretty excited. Um, yeah, that, that's all I have. <laughs> yeah no that's cool man yeah, i actually yeah. I, uh, you, man. I aged yeah. out with crown back in 2019 so i'm it's cool to hear someone else getting back at it um right out the gate something i wanted to get yeah, to man. hear a little about the very first time i saw a broken city video i saw you guys play like that roll shot in your snare feature is that as hard as it looks tell me a bit about that oh yeah uh i recall you know when we first looked at the sheet music for that um all of us looked at each other like what <laughs> my thinking you know what i'm saying uh-huh. um, yeah so but you know how mike mike is with his music he's very um like he likes to take risk in his music yeah um, um he sees, he's a vision and he alone to life so um at first it was difficult but now you know we're getting um the hang of it so it's not too bad i was say. Right. And like speaking that same way, when you first yeah. see the music, I'm sure there's a lot of different things that jump out there. Like to me, when I watched your show, I feel like it's just so musically and visually exposed, like all these different just kind of cold, hard entrances. Um, oh, yeah. Can you speak to maybe what it's been like trying to clean what's like clearly a really difficult program? We really have to rely on Dutch and perfect um, unified timing within that snare line, you know, so that way that we all sound as one line and not even a different uh, drivers. Um so that in itself is, is a skill. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can for sure see it. I respect it because a lot of time with like all these props on the floor, I know it in my age out show you could hide a lot of the actual time, but you guys are always, always exposed. Um so I could be off base a little bit. As I watched your show, I was getting this vibe that it's about like a, a bit of a conflict around individuality and uh, sort of becoming the person you want to be. Or, or could you tell us a little bit about uh, sort of the themes of your show? What kind of points you guys are trying to make? Yeah, yeah. So uh, as you probably know, the the um, the name of our show is, is called Self. And uh, basically, when Mike explained it to us. Uh, first of all, Mike likes to have very emotional shows to mm-hmm. where he lets the audience feel what they want to feel. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. And um, basically, when Mike was, was trying to 
uh, what he was trying to interact with us members is uh, allowing yourself to grow as an individual person. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, yeah. You know, you could start one way, you know, on the bad side of things, and then you go through this journey of whatever it takes to get to the other side, you know, that good side um, to become a better, a better positive person and um, that kind of thing. And that's kind of what I take from the show. Um, I think within the music and how it's written, I think it's orchestrated properly. Yeah, no, I, I can totally feel that. And I feel like as a performer, that's like a type of theme that I could embody and, and like relate to because we all experience those type of things. And, and that's probably why your yeah. performance or not just yours, but the ensemble looks like performance every year is so authentic because these are like really human shows in a way. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to say that um, this show being very uh, member driven. Um, you know, all of us have to perform it our own way for to sell it to the audience. Um, you know, one thing I try to go by when I'm performing is if the audience doesn't feel nothing, then you're not doing it right. Right. Yeah. I like that as like a good uh, witness. And, and I think that's something that I learned at Brooklyn City, which I'm very grateful for and makes me see, you know, what we do in marching arts in a different way. So, right. So, yeah. And that kind of gets towards like the last big idea I always want to figure out when I'm interviewing someone is like, what do you think makes your ensemble Broken City unique? Clearly the way that you guys emote in the show and the way that the fans get to interpret what you're doing, that's clearly something pretty unique to how Broken City does it. But in your opinion, what makes the ensemble unique? I could touch on a few things. Um, mm -hmm. Go ahead. I'm a type of guy who likes to give props and kudos to everything involved in, in something. So Perfect team of Broken City. Um, like everybody just really works together to give to give the members the best experience to, you know, have things um slide smooth and, you know, as stress free as possible. And um and 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 I noticed that. So that's my number one thing. Um props to staff and admin there. They really work hard. Mm -hmm. Um at, as far as on um the ensemble, what makes it unique is I feel Broken City is one of those groups that all all of its shows are super emotional. You know, um, yeah. we have shows where, you know, the battery is playing this crazy chunk with so many notes, you know, the pitch right there with them, and then they end with a loud bang, right? And we all love those shows. But then with Broken City, you know, um, it's more like emotional, and yeah, we have our, our moments. But um, it's, I would say the 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 um, uniqueness comes on the audience side like i said like just allowing the audience to feel some type of emotion like feel feel something on a personal level rather than just watching a, a casual drumline show so i think that's a big uh um advantage of being unique yeah, man, and I think you can totally feel that uh, as a spectator when you watch Broken City. You can feel that there's something different in how they're connecting with the audience. Uh, there's something different all the way just fundamentally down to how Mike and everyone else is designing the show. They're not, like, trying to do the same thing that everyone else is doing. It's a, It's like a really cool set of things that you guys got going on out there. 
Hi everyone, I'm Jackie Brown, and this week on A Water Break, we get a big history lesson with Peggy Twiggs. I am talking today to Ann Fields. We, she is a very good friend of Peggy Twiggs, and but you've known Peggy for a really long time. So how long have you known Peggy? Um, I figured it out about 55 years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, she was about 15 years old. Peggy and I, and it's funny, we share birthdays practically. Hers is May 4th and mine's May 5th. But as she oh. likes to remind me, I was born in the 40s and she was born in the 50s. So <laughs> we'll also find out what made Nicole say. And then 20 years later, it's just like, well, literally half the world is doing this. And why Tom said... Oh gosh, you know what? I hope not. I didn't really like first grade. And some of those kids were just horrible back then. <laughs> All this and more on this week's episode of On a Water Break. Let's go. Set it up. Top of the show. Form, check form. Cover down. Hey everyone, it's Tim Hinton, the beast of the marching arts, here from the Marching Roundtable Podcast. I gotta tell you, this week's podcast, I think you'll really enjoy it. It's called Trusting Your Gut in the creative process. Jessica Slaybaugh talks with Zachary Barber and they do it in the context of creating a winter guard show. But it's all about kind of figuring out if things are going well when you're putting your show together, when to know when to pivot, maybe make some changes. I think you'll enjoy that conversation. Next week on Monday, April 10th, Matt James is here as part of our series on three things I wish I'd known when I first started teaching. Matt James, of course, was the director of bands at Lawrence Central High School and had those wonderful shows and wonderful bands for so many years. I'm sure that you'll be interested in hearing what he has to say, advice for you as you're doing your own teaching, especially if maybe you're early in your career. And then the week after, on Monday, April 17th, well, I gotta tell you, you can't always have a great podcast. I had a hard time finding a guest, so I'm gonna be talking with this group from this new podcast called On a Water Break. You know, it may not be our best episode ever, but I think you'll enjoy hearing from uh, some of the hosts. They seem to have thousands of them, but anyway, some of the hosts are on that to talk about how they put the podcast together and the lessons they've learned as they've started the process. So make a note, April 17th, a group from On The Water Break and enjoy the podcast we have out now. And remember, you can find over 1,100 podcasts at our website at marchingroundtable.com. Hope that you'll go and listen and learn. Hey, this is Christine Ream and Chris Green. Guard Closet was founded as a consignment business in 2000. Since then, it has grown to include winter guard, band, percussion, and other genres. We can help you with custom flag and costuming designs. Our consignment inventory has plenty of great looks for your color guard, drumline, and marching band. Pay it forward. When you purchase consignment, you help other programs. Last year, we sold over 400 sets of consignments and returned over $125,000 in payments to our consigners for their sales. Additionally, Guard Closet offers custom and pre-designed costumes, flags, floors, and formal wear, full or partial show writing, educational programming, and other services. Max out your rehearsal time and set up a microsite for easy student ordering for shoes, gloves, and other equipment. The Guard Closet team is here to help you get everything you want and need for your season. Check us out at guardcloset.com and follow us on social media. Um, so each week when we do this bit, we like to play a little game. It's called March Teach Cut. Uh, if you were to march okay. in any show ever, uh, which show would it be? Oh, <laughs> um, that's kind of equivalent to saying 
like one of my favorite shows ish. I would think of it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a big fan of Matrix 2013. Oh know, yeah, uh huh. Covered. That's such a good show, man. Yeah, yeah. That one, just that one in itself. There was so much going on, and um, I I remember first watching that one. Um, I was just mind blown. I think I was probably like ninth grade, even eighth grade. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you know, me so too. like. <laughs> Yeah, so like still new to the game, but um, so that's I think that's a show that got me excited for my own future. Um, mm-hmm. another one I would say, RCC two thousand nine, Totem. Ooh, okay, yeah, 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 that's yeah. that's a good one. That's like it set the stage. It kind of changed a lot of what people were doing in the activity. Absolutely, yeah, and um, just a lot going musically, visually, you know, from a design uh, perspective. So. A lot of respect for that for those kind of shows. So I would say those. Um, what were the next two? Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. The next one, the next question we ask. I feel like it's the same type of idea. It's along the lines of your favorite. But if you could teach or you could design any show ever, what would it be? I feel like that's a slightly different like set of what you like it for. You know. Mm. Uh, mm, teach. I would say we could talk drum corps too, also, right? Sure, yeah, you could go with the drum yeah, corps show too. Yeah, um, very big fan of um, Blue Coats twenty eighteen. Mm, okay. That show, uh, Blue Nights twenty fifteen. Um, and then probably like like a younger, um, probably like an older one in Phantom of um, I think in two thousand eleven. Where uh, I had my was Renick still yeah. there then? I I don't I'm not sure, but I know okay. I had my I know I had my instructor there when I started, and he marched Phantom in the quad line of 2011, and um that show I think that was like the first intro that I got to drum corps shows, right? And then the rest is just kind of history. Yeah, my uh, I had a similar situation with uh, my guy that ran my high school program was from Cadets 2013. And he had like just gotten off tour and then he came back and they they had just gotten a drum trophy and that like just kind of set me on the path. But yeah, if if you were to cut a show from existence, what show would it be? If I were to cut a show, uh I don't really want to say cut a show. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like yeah, no, I'm not I... one to I'm not one to um deny anyone's efforts to you know, putting in their hard work mm-hmm. to perform a, a show. Absolutely. A show. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to have to stick with that answer there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I respect that. When I think back, I yeah. usually just tend to think of like uh, some of the, some of my worst moments back in high school. We could just clean the slate on that one and I'd be fine. But uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. If, yeah, yeah. If you, uh, so I guess then maybe a good good next question. What's like your favorite video that our listeners could find of you performing? Could be drum corps, could be indoor. Just what's your favorite video you're a part of? Um, there's one, probably our finals lot in uh, 2022 Broken City last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would say that's my favorite just because of, the amount of hype that was around that lot, you know, yeah, it, man. It, was, it was my first time on a big stage like that. Um, at least that big. Cause I went straight from high school 
straight to Broken City. You know, so that's a uh, jump in. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I yeah, agree. Yeah. So, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty big jump from um, from attention, from hype, from everybody screaming and all that. So I had to I had to hang on, you know, uh, on a fast train there. But uh, yeah, I gotta say, probably that one. Uh, and then the one for this year where we're in uh, Temecula. Okay, cool. That one, yeah, probably those two. All right, I'll have to go check that out. I'm, I think I've definitely seen the 22 vid. I'm not sure if I've seen the Temecula vid. But, yeah, I know what you mean, man. It's crazy WGI finals night in the top five in the lot. It's like oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't put your blinders on. You just got to deal with it. There's no way to tune yeah. it out. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I mean... I like I can recall um I was drumming and flashing which is going on left and right, left and right. And I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not I'm I'm not really used to that kind of thing, but I had to, you know, keep my composure there and you know, I was hyped too, so you know, I was enjoying yeah. my moment with all my uh with all my people just drumming something, you know, just mm-hmm. getting um our last log going and just, just and just having fun with people who later become friends. Yeah, absolutely. And you feed off that adrenaline. Everyone's feeding off the adrenaline. Um, I'll be sure to come check it out when you're doing it this year again. Uh, in a couple weeks here, I'll come find your lot. Come say what's up, man. Um, but until then, what's your social media? That way our listeners could follow you, could see whatever you post or something like that. Yeah, man. Uh, it just It's just my name, Abel Trujillo. Uh, uh, but my uh the Trujillo has two U's instead of one, so it's it's not that hard to find, I would say. Cool. But yeah, I'm there on Instagram and um and yeah, give a follow if you'd like. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I hope people reach out. Hopefully they give you a follow. No matter what, I'm sure we're all gonna see you in a couple weeks at Dayton. But uh thanks for hopping on. Good luck with the rest of your season. Talk to you soon. Sounds good, brother. Thank you for having me. Take care. Well, that's it. That's all we got. I, for one, had a great time talking to Abel. I thought it was super cool to hear about how the product comes together over at Broken City. Uh, Just knowing that that's one of my favorite ensembles, and it's got to be one of your favorite ensembles as well. Um, Coming out across the next two weeks or so, we're going to have a bunch more Color Guard performer spotlights uploaded right here alongside two more uh, percussion spotlights yet to come as well. I'm looking forward to getting them out to you and uh, looking forward to seeing hopefully many of your faces at WGI finals two weeks from when I'm recording this. Um, But that wraps it up for today. Get back to rehearsal, keep chopping out, and I'll see you in Dayton. (laughs) 